We are Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to commercial free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which could be accessed live on prn.live, or you can also call in live at 641 793 uh, I want to apologize first to the audience uh, for not being around for the last four weeks. Um, as I mentioned before I left, we had the Feast of Tabernacles, one of the biblical festivals I attended over in Oregon. And then we all caught this smart dust mycoplasma spray they were putting over the whole park apparently because it was very foggy one day and I have uncovered years ago the smart dust where they're uh, literally spraying us like bugs and uh, we all I was definitely out of my normal diet for the 10 days I was there and uh, a lot of us caught a you know a bacteria type of thing where all my immune system was working like it was created to by the way we have an intelligent immune system and that's what our show is all about what in the cell is going on and my body you know uh everything all my defenses worked perfectly i ran a little bit of fever got a cough you know had the headache the whole thing and it was wonderful because i don't get sick very often so i apologize for not being here dr true has covered everything and i so love him and appreciate him um, and uh, today we're going to be our own guest because I am so behind on this book that I have been given the responsibility to type up of all the wisdom I've gained since the death of my first child, for anybody that knows my story, as well as the death of my late husband, Gary Tunsky, who was absolutely brilliant at a cellular, you know, of reversing uh, dis-ease at a cellular level. And um, everybody knows the story probably that he did steroids for 15 years, probably straight, which uh, prematurely cut his life a week after his 59th birthday. Um, but uh, he, his wisdom is continuing on. His wisdom is of our creator, and I have been handed the baton to continue his wisdom, given our creator, the, the master physician, um, just like a broken arm or a cut in the finger, our body's intelligent, and I've learned this through my late husband as well as death, the death of my first little girl back in 1999. So we're going to read some of the chapters. I'm way behind on getting everything together and, and typing up all this, all the notes that he was just given revelation from our creator many mornings, um, about a foot high of just handwritten notes that I'm in the process of typing up. I'm going to read three of the articles hopefully today and um, just keep me in your prayers because I'm only one person and I'm helping a lot of very sick people are coming to me right now with cancer and congestive heart failure and Parkinson's and just the really uh, more severe cellular malfunctions and I'm going to kind of make clear in these um, in these articles but um, I'm really busy helping a lot of sick people praise our creator because it's all about his healing and that's what we teach is the intelligence of the body. So the first article I'm going to read um, called Blowing the Lid Off of Medical Science, and I of all people have learned this the hardest way possible by the death of my first child. So this is really a great article explaining uh, blowing the lid off of medical science. <laughs> medical science may have discovered ways of alleviating the uncomfortable misery of symptoms of disease and providing an array of high-tech gadgetry for diagnosing disease and removal of body parts, but it has also spawned horrendous weapons of mass destruction, chemotherapy, radiation, antibiotics, toxic pharmaceutical drugs, and mostly their vaccinations. This all seriously degrades the quality of life. You can't poison someone into health. If the human body's chemical makeup is that of synthetic pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical components, then it would be understandable and advisable to administer pharmaceuticals in the case of, drug, of a drug deficiency, but that's not the case. Every cell, every tissue, every organ, bone, teeth, hair, hormones, neurotransmitters, blood, fingernails, etc., are all built and repaired by the same nutrient-building material, which will never change. This building material is a synergistic combination of water, minerals, 
COHN and combination of phosphates and soil-based microorganisms, which are identical to the makeup of all plants, trees, shrubs, flowers, and the living soil composite that they grow in. If you have angina pain, that is not a drug deficiency of nitroglycerin. It is the body's warning signal of a coronary artery blockage or vasoconstriction blood flow impedance due to stress, congestive food and beverages and sedentary lifestyle coupled with nutrient deficiencies like electrolytes, CoQ10, amino acid, water, etc. that is necessary for proper heart function and healthy heart tissue. If you contract a cluster or migraine headache, that is not an aspirin or codeine deficiency. It's the body's intelligent blinking warning light, like a dummy light on your car's dashboard telling you they have, you have a problem with your cellular engines. Let's examine some of the causative factors of headaches. Dehydration, vasoconstriction of blood capillaries, constricting brain, brain blood flow, causing water deprivation to the brain tissue. Nutrient imbalances of deficiencies inhibiting hormone or neurotransmitter synthesis, just to name a few. No one drug will cure a dehydration problem. I know of one that makes it worse. It's called Lasix, ferrosamide. Name one pharmaceutical that will cure an oxygen deprivation problem. Name one pharmaceutical that will fix complex nutritional deficiencies. For that matter, name one drug that will remove that arthrosclerotic plaque buildup in the arteries of a heart disease patient. Name one antihistamine pharmaceutical compound that stifles histamine production at a cellular level when triggered by an allergic reaction. They all block histamine release after spilling into the blood or tissues after the cell releases it. There is nothing that any pharmaceutical drug can do but manipulate or mimic existing cellular processes. They can mimic or copy hormone or neurotransmitter functions fast or slow, but can never rebuild or repair existing cell damage due to toxic assaults on the DNA and genetic material responsible for hormone or neurotransmitter synthesis and regulation. For example, in depression, the neurotransmitter serotonin mimicking drugs or serotonin inhibitors like SSRIs, Prozac, Paxil, Zoloft, are all counterfeits of serotonin pathways that already, already exist naturally in the brain. There are billions of cells in the corpus striatum that manufacture and transmit its own serotonin naturally by nutritional building blocks of thyrosine, cysteine, trace minerals, vitamins, enzymes, amino acids, water, etc. There is a complex array of nutrients that is involved not only in serotonin synthesis, but estrogen hormone synthesis from ovaries, thyroid hormone synthesis from thyroid gland, adrenaline synthesis in the adrenal glands, insulin synthesis from the pancreas islet cells, bile synthesis from synthesis from the liver, bone marrow synthesis for the white blood cells and RBC, red blood cells production for immunity, even mucus secretion from the mucosal cells in the gut lining for protection. Because no pharmaceutical is made for living organic nutrient substances that are required for the making of deficient hormones, neurotransmitters, enzymes, and new cell proteins, the best these synthetic or pathetic carbon chain constructs from petroleum drug compounds can do is mimic mimic, copy or manipulate existing neurotransmitters hormones that are already present in the body at the expense of detrimental side effects. So that is our first article, it's kind of setting the stage here. <laughs> the second one we're going to give is titled uh, Blowing the Lid. No, I already said that one. Blowing the Lid was the first one. The second one is Disease Starts at the Cell Level, Not the Organ. Our cells are the smallest living element in our body. 
They group to form tissues, which group to form organs that group to form systems. The endocrine system, the immune system, the neurological system, and what have you. Together, these systems form the body organism. To figure out how to treat illness, we need to go all the way back to the hierarchy, to the fundamental building blocks of life, the scaffolding, which is the cell. If you look at the human body, the nuts and bolts, the bricks and mortar, the composition, is made of 243 different types of cells. Heart cells make up the heart. Brain cells make up the brain. Bone cells make up the bone. And you get into specifics, for example, there are different types of cells in the liver, Kuffner cells and hepatocytes. Plasma and serum cells make up the blood. We are birthed by the cell. The spark of life originates with two living cells, the male sperm cell merging with a female egg sperm. Uh, egg cell. We are maintained at a cellular level by the assimilation of nutrients and detoxification of cellular waste and in the end we die by the cell. If you look at the inside of a cell it's not just the blob of protoplasm that's unintelligent. It's a mini universe that's very complex and intricate. The membrane of the cell transfers information from the outside world to the inside world of the cell, which is DNA. Cells are multifaceted. Some resemble miniature electrical generators like a lithium battery. They are also manufacturing plants that synthesize hormones, neurotransmitters, proteins, peptides, and life force to run all the functions of the body. These are not just dead chemical reactions that work mechanically. There is an immense intelligence involved. The whole bodily process is so much more in-depth and complicated than nutritionists and medical scientists have ever contemplated. The complex universe of the living cell parallels us in many ways. Each of our cells are analogous to the whole of us in, micro, in micro, microcosm. Microcosm. For instance, we have internal organs and our cells have many organs called organelles. We have skin that is semi-permeable and our cells have semi-permeable membrane to protect the inside of the cell. We have a skeleton and cells have cytoskeleton that keeps the whole structure expanded so that it doesn't collapse in on itself. We need to breathe oxygen through our lungs. Cells breathe in oxygen and respirate too. We have to drink water or face dehydration, and so do our cells. We must ingest nutrients or starve, and the cells must absorb nutrients to survive. We must eliminate waste or grow sick, and cells must eliminate waste or grow sick. We conceive children, the cells conceive by splitting and dividing into new cell generations called daughter cells. We communicate through diverse languages like Polish, German, English, and Spanish, and cells have four languages of their own, electromagnetic language, neurotransmitter language, hormonal language, and electrochemical language. The DNA is a coil, electro on one side, magnetic on the other, like an antenna, and the cells are feeding messages, 100 trillion cells talking to each other like fiber optic like a fiber optic phone system. That's how you move. That's how you think. That's how you write a book. That's how you can skate backwards and hit a hockey puck at the same time. It's awe-inspiring. Just as we as individuals form a community throughout the world and each have a purpose to fulfill in society, the 100 trillion cells that form our bodies have each have their own function to fulfill within the overall system. If any of these 243 different types of cells are impaired in their ability to operate, then they won't be able to fulfill their role they have in the body, and the body as a whole will suffer. All of your cells store, repair, communicate, and transport. Every second of every day, your cells are involved with waste disposal, food production, temperature control, and pH balancing to maintain health and vitality of the body, all dependent on the health and vitality of the cell. A healthy body is determined by a collective health of each one of its cells. All disease originates at the molecular and cellular level, not at the organ or system level. As we are led to believe by Western medicine, the healthy molecular building materials of oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, and nitrogen create healthy cells. 
Healthy cells create healthy tissues. Healthy tissues create healthy organs like the heart and lungs. Healthy organs create healthy systems like the endocrine system and the immune system. Finally, healthy body systems make up a healthy organism. So here's the big picture. If you can restore the cell, you can reverse the disease process. You can back you can go back to what's called homeostasis or equilibrium. We do that via three rivers to the cell. The first is the blood, the second is the lymphatic fluids, and the third is neurological. There's an electromagnetic flow to the cell. If you can fix obstructions to the cell, remove the impingements and impediments and clean up the cell, then restore it with the building materials coming from the organic chemistry, then you can cure the disease. And this brings me to scripture. In Psalms 139.14, I give thanks to you, for I am awesomely and wondrously made. Wondrous all your works, and my being knows it well. Hallelujah. He's our master physician, and that's what our message is all about, to trust in that, that uh, self-healing doctor. Okay, so the last one that we're going to read, or maybe not the last one, we only have, uh, 40, we have 45 minutes left. Hallelujah. I have so many articles, you have no idea. I've got to get it all together. So please keep me in your prayers because I want to get this book done <laughs> to get to so many misinformed people out there. Um, but I have one more that I've chosen, but I might pick out a couple more since we have more and we have more time. Or we'll discuss more about what this article is going to go into. This article is titled, A Weak Link in the Chain of Organs. Everyone has a genetic predisposition for a weak organ, weak tissue, or a weak system that is targeted when a person's toxic threshold threshold has been reached. It's kind of like the straw that breaks the camel's back. So as long as the sewage systems are opened and the skin, colon, bladder, nose, and lungs are coping with their responsibilities, the blood remains clean. But if you're not able to remove the toxins fast enough and the blood loads up, the slow and steady accumulation of poisons spill over into the blood. That's when your secondary cleanup system kicks in. The blood will say, hey liver, hey kidneys, hey skin, hey colon, hey lymphatics, you're not doing your job fast enough. I'm going to have to pick a site to dump this extra load of toxins in. You can line up 10 people and have the same toxic load and the same elimination capabilities, but you'll see diabetes in one, heart disease in another, cancer in the third, and lupus in another. Why? It's because wherever the poisons, the acids, and the heavy metals settle is where they suffocate the cells. Where the cells get suffocated is where they start to malfunction. Then you get symptoms to tell you. But see, it's all the same disease. Arthritis, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease are all the same disease. What's the difference? What cells are malfunctioning? Symptoms are the only difference because the disease is still toxicities and insufficiencies to the cell. It just so happens that the weakness of each of these individuals that contracted them are different. Osteoarthritis in the knees, carpal tunnel, some, carpal tunnel in the, is in the wrist, rheumatoid is in the fingers, arthritis, same disease, colitis, inflammatory bowel disease, irritable bowel syndrome, and Crohn's disease are also the same disease. Everybody has a path of least resistance. That's where the blood will choose to dump these excess toxins for safe storage, hoping they'd be removed later. If you're prone to pancreatic weakness, then you're either going to get pancreatic cancer or diabetes. If the toxins collect in the brain, then you're going to get Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or a dementia type of disease, depending on the area. These are fancy labels that the medical profession will put on a weak link or an electromagnetic dead zone that you are genetically predisposed by your parents to show the manifestations of disease in. But just because it's in the genes doesn't mean that you're going to get it. It's only when the toxic residue supersedes the filtration systems, the mouth, nose, skin, urinary tract, and colon, that the body gets overloaded and you get a disease label. Wherever your body is weak is where the disease is most, most likely to manifest first. 
When the cell gets suffocated and damaged, they malfunction, and medical science slaps a label on you according to where the disease manifests rather than according to their underlying cause and says, you've got so-and-so disease. This is how every disease label known to man is invented, and it takes the mystery out of disease, which seems very confusing to treat when you think that each of our each of over 12,000 symptoms have their own 12,000 or more different causes. The sets of symptoms are the screams of cells that are suffocated. When the cells are bathing in toxic sewage, they can't respirate. They can't breathe, so they're going to spit out acids instead of carbon dioxide and water, which are easier for the body to rid, of, rid itself of. Lack of oxygen will lead to the buildup lactic acids. The pH of the cells is going to be affected because of the sludge wrapped around them. Now you have acid pH causing more problems. They can't receive intelligent nutrients. If it's happening, let's say, in the joint, the body decides to dump the poisons in the elbow. The cells in the joints produce synovial fluid or, fluid or bursa fluid. Those get suffocated. They get damaged. They can't produce the fluid. You get a dryness in the joint. What's the next step? Chronic inflammation and pain. Inflammation is the response of your body's tissue to irritation or injury. It, can't be, it can be acute, meaning developed suddenly and lasting only days or weeks, or it can be chronic, getting worse over a period, months or years, unless reversed. The medical doctor is looking at the chronic inflammation and pain and trying to make the cellular screen go away by medicating it. That will not make the poisons that are causing it go away, though. In fact, he is introducing more poison into the system. He is guaranteeing that the patient will get sicker. In the future, when the body can't dump any more poison in the joint, it will look for the next safest place to store it. That's where the patient will get their second disease. It's really the same as the first disease, but it looks like a second disease to the medical doctor who doesn't believe that environmental toxins are stored up in the body. If we were asked to treat the patient, we would look at the sludge in the joint. We would clean it up, get rid of all the acids and toxic residues, and load the blood with building material for the cells in the joints. And here's the miracle. The bone cells, the osteoclast, the osteoblast restore, and the synovial fluid cell starts producing fluid again. The inflammation pain goes away. Not because we have repressed it, but because the very cause of the inflammation has been cleared away. Let's go to the next pathway, diabetes mellitus, what we would call a beta cell malfunction. The beta cells are meant to manufacture insulin and regulate blood sugar. If the poisons and the acids settle in the pancreas and the beta cells that produce insulin, they get all suffocated and coated and the receptor sites get clogged, called insulin resistance, they can't produce insulin. Guess what you're going to get for a symptom? High blood sugar or hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, depending on what's going on at a cellular level. When the blood sugar rises, the doctors are going to try to manipulate the blood sugar with human insulin, glycophage, glucotrol, or glipizide. What we would do is clean up the pancreas. We would clean it up, scrub the receptor sites, and load the blood with chromium poly, polynicotinite, polynicotinate, B6, nutrients, electrolytes. The blood flows back to the open beta cells. The beta cells say, thank you for the proteins, thank you for the oxygen, thank you for the essential fatty acids, thank you for the chromium. We kickstart their engine, then they start producing insulin. Guess what happens with the sugar levels? They drop. If the coronaries are blocked, decreasing blood flow to your heart, you're going to have a giant pain called angina. You're going to have arrhythmia, palpitation, murmurs, and eventually angina pain. If it's in the toe, that's going to be called gout. The uric acid crystals end up being pushed in the toe. It swells extremely painful, and it feels like walking on broken glass. The MDs will look at the pain and inflammation of the uric acid crystals in the toe. 
We would clean up the toes using DMSO carriers, solvents that wash the uric acid crystals out and use natural pain and anti-inflammatories in the naturopathic realm such as prolibic enzyme. We would use the natural capsium, capsicum from cayenne and things like that. They reduce the pain and inflammation. It buys you time until you heal. So again, one disease repackaged. The toxins overwhelm the sewage systems of the body, which are our filter systems, the colon, the urine, the skin through sweating. They lodge in a weak link in the chain of organs, the path of least resistance. They suffocate the cells and damage the cells. The cells malfunction and give off the the symptoms, headache, bloating, skin rash, dizziness, tiredness, lethargic conditions. You have to get to the cell. To get to the cell, you have to clean up the liver, clean up the kidneys, clean up all the organs because they are the filter to the blood into the cells of the body from head to toe. Clean up the colon, clean up the heavy metals because we're inundated with aluminum, mercury, cadmium, lead, lodging in different areas of our body. Where they lodge and where the cell malfunctions are where they use Latin language to describe it. The label given to the disease is just the particular manifestation of combination of particular deficiencies and toxicities acting through the unique set of genes a person has. You fix the cell, you cure the disease. This is not taught in any university. It is not part of the mainstream medical paradigm, so you're not going to hear it in academia. It took my late husband 24 years to figure this out, digging in the ditches, seeing every disease label known to man, from stage four cancers to AIDS, leukemia, lupus, Guillain-Barre, myasthenia gravis, every autoimmune disease known to man, every degenerative and every metabolic disease. It's all the same. The only difference is the cell malfunctions are different. And this brings me to scripture again, 3 John 1, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou might prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. So that's the third article I had chosen. Um, And I'm going to look for another one real fast, since we still have a half hour here. I've got so many unbelievable articles, and I'm still typing. I'm telling you, I have so many notes. (laughs) that I have to get together and I have not um, I have not you know had the time to focus on it a hundred percent but just to let everybody know my directions changing if you care to know um, because uh, it looks like I am gonna be uh, blessed to leave where I am now with my wellness on wheels and uh, in South Carolina and go into West Tallahassee to uh, guest on our show a couple times, the Fishers, they have they were the original organic farmers from the 70s, and they started organic farming in Florida, and I think they were right along with everybody else that were getting the wisdom of, you know, growing their own food the safest possible, and now they have Fishers Landscaping, which is um, where they go out, and they're very busy right now um, going out and teaching people how to grow themselves, whether they have acre, two acres, balconies, whatever they might have to grow in. They're actually teaching them how to put three feet of organic soil on top of the, you know, chemtrailed, contaminated soil that you know, the enemy's been using to lessen the quality of even organic foods. I just was uh, sent a picture yesterday from a sister uh, in our ministry. She purchased a Granny Smith um, organic apple, and she sent me a picture of it. At the bottom of the label, it says A-P-E-E-L, appeal, which the gates of hell, Bill Gates, all the, you know, all the powers that be are now contaminating even organic foods. I mean, it's been slowly getting worse and worse over the years. I mean, I've been eating bug spray free, hormone free for about 20 years now. 
and I know the, st the station is all behind that. Gary Knoll's been teaching this forever as well, eating clean food, uh, the live enzymes, you know, not even bacon boiler or steaming because it kills off the live enzymes as raw as you can to get that nutrition. Um, but little by little, and, and I can taste bug spray, so I know, you know, it, you know, I was talking to my mom earlier, and yes, they've been contaminating food for a long time, but I can taste bug spray. So it's just, it's you know, I just did our cleanse recently, our 21-day cellular cleanse with a couple, and I have i didn't get the results that I normally get from our 21-day cleanse. I didn't feel, you know, I did the organic juicing and everything that our cleanse um, entails, and I can go over that a little bit to anyone interested because I do it every three or four months, but I can tell the quality of our foods are just not the way they have been, and they're only getting worse, especially now that this appeal uh, thing is on organic foods where they're, you know, literally, I've even heard injecting it with vaccines, the organic foods with mycoplasma. Um, anyway, so our foods, that we, we're at a point now where we don't have any choice but to grow our own food, and that's the door that's been opening up for a couple years now with me going to the fishers and learning how to grow our creator's food but I just haven't had, I haven't been forced to do it, should I say, and I feel that now is the time, everything happens, of course, in our creator's timing, and I feel now is the time that I'm going to be blessed to go there, because they're in their 70s, so physically they're not able to do what they have been doing, so they're doing more of the consultations now, and teaching others to do it, and their son is manning the property now, and they need physical help, and I'm ready to get my hands dirty. I mean, I'm really into grounding right now. I've learned a lot about connecting to the earth with bare feet uh, the, for inflammation and different ailments. Grounding's real important, um, and that means the hands also. So I'm going to be getting my hands in the ground <laughs> and starting to learn how to grow organic food. I'm very excited about it. Um, I told them... Uh, you know, I, I, my whole life, I've never been able to grow a plant. I have a black finger, and my mom even confirmed last week. She's like, you got it honest, because I also can't grow a plant, <laughs> and uh, I never have been able to. Anyway, uh, Phyllis's response to that when I told her that was, Renee, we're going to put you in kindergarten. We're going to teach you the basics on how to grow our creator's food. So I'm real excited because it looks like that's the direction I'm going, not only to be able to provide myself clean food. They live 95% of their diet comes from their own garden. They have a five-acre garden out in uh, West Tallahassee, and then they have another five percent of local garden, local you know, uh, local people that are doing other you know um, type of besides just the vegetables that they barter with. So it's totally clean uh, in that area, and I'm real excited to get out there, not only for myself but also for you know father's children to start providing real food because. I'm sure everybody's aware of, you know, the gates and the gates of hell, I call him, um, buying out all the property all across the, the world, for that matter, the nation, for sure. Anyway, so um, there's some places like where I'm going to be that I know is going to be protected because I know who I work for and I know when he's with us who can be against us. I fear one and one only. And that's Yahuwah, the creator of the universe. Hallelujah. And I believe he's opening a door for me to provide and teach his children how to eat the way that we're supposed to eat to stay healthy. And uh, and going to teach me how to grow it. So I'm real excited. So keep that in your prayers because I'm real excited about um, about learning how to grow. And that's going to be my focus as well as typing up. All the wisdom that my late husband um, was given in the, all these notes, I'm really going to make that a priority as well and get the books that I've been writing for a while now written just to be able to share this wisdom with everybody because it's simplicity. You know, it's simplicity, the, the disease process. Nobody has to be sick. Nobody has to worry about dying of what their grandmothers died from. You know, it's all, you know, weak links in the, in the chain of organs, your path of least resistance. We all have weak links, but we can prevent them from happening if we learn this information that I'm sharing with you. Uh, both of my grandmothers, my dad's and my mom's, died of breast cancer. So that means my weak link in my chain of organs, my path of least resistance is breast cancer. And 
if I were not to take care of myself, if I lived the way I lived in Oregon last week or the last couple of weeks, you know, and not on my regular diet, that would be the direction and the weak link. I would probably, you know, be labeled by a medical doctor. But knowing what I know now, I'm not worried about that because I understand what it is. First of all, I understand where cancer even derived from through the death of my daughter. I even showed a slide in my presentation that I did all over the world for over 10 years. The SV40 simian virus number 40, meaning the 40th monkey virus found in cancer tumors from the polio vaccine that we've all taken, most of us. And um, we all have cancer cells. I teach people this. We all have cancer cells if we have the polio vaccine. And there's been congressional hearings and everything I covered in my presentation that you can see on our website. Um, But anyway, uh, you know, my baby girl had severe levels of this SV40, and she was barely even autistic. She was labeled autism, you know, autistic, just so I can get her into a Baldwin Oral School to learn how to talk because she was four years old and never said a word. Um, So I had to get her the label of autism, but um, she had severe levels is my point. She was, she was barely even given the label because I sang to her 95% of her life. My son forced her to play ring around the rosy. So we didn't let her slip into that going off to their own world type of symptoms. They label these vaccine injured labeled autistic children because she was labeled autistic, as I mentioned, to get her into the school. Um, But anyway, my point is, is, uh, the SV40. We all have cancer cells, but the difference is, is our, you know, is our immune system compromised to where, you know, cancer takes effect, which is a joke too, because my late husband taught, he was a cancer expert, naturally showing people how to reverse cancer opposed to pharmacologically for over 30 years. Um, that the tumor is not even the cancer. You know, the tumor, and this is what medical doctors are taught, the medical doctors are taught the tumor is the cancer. The tumor is the intelligence from our creator to protect us from all the toxins we've been injecting with vaccinations, all the poison in vaccinations, what you eat, breathe, and drink, compounding toxicities. What father does is he he puts a fibrogen protein wrap around those toxins and cocoons it in a bubble to protect us. So the tumor is an intelligence to protect us from all the toxins we've accumulated through our life. Well, medical doctors are taught from the drug companies that the tumor is the cancer. So when they do a biopsy, they wonder why it metastasizes, why it comes back. They've popped the bubble that our creator has given us and spilt it throughout the blood. And this is why it usually comes back in another area. So the cancer process is what we address, and that's what my late husband addressed and, you know, pretty much had a 100% uh, you know, cure for cancer, um, you know, as long as we got, we, we had compliance, as long as the people got aggressive against that particular cellular malfunction. The few cancer patients that did comply that we did lose was just because of emotional toxicities, because that's also, I've learned, a major toxic issue is emotions. If you have you know, past uh, traumas in life that you don't address and let go of and, and, and understand that those were to, you know, mold you to who you are today, you know, are, are the things that we've gone through. I've had a life unbearable, you know, uh, experiences, but at the same time, I don't hold on to them. So emotional toxicities, if I did hold on to them, if I held on to the death of my daughter, if I held on to, you know, at nine years old, my mom having to, you know, rescue me from my biological dad who threatened not only her life, but me and my two brothers as well. And we had to run from him at nine years of age. I'm getting ready for school one morning. And my mom's like, you're not getting ready for school. You're packing up. We're leaving your dad. He threatened all of our lives. After the the night before, I was banging on his back, begging him to not kill my mom. He had her by the neck as she was turning purple. So those are all things that we have dealt with. All of us have a story to tell. And... But we can't hold on to those things. We have to understand that those are emotional toxins and they can cause sickness. So the few cancer patients that we were not able to help that did do our cleanse and got aggressive against the cancer process, um, they just wouldn't let go of those emotional toxins and those can you know, prevent you from getting well. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, so we got 20 more minutes here, 15 more minutes. So we're going to read another article. And uh, again, just keep me in your prayers because I've got a lot of wealth of information from 
our creator, but I, I want to get out to the misinformed masses. This one is titled, Acidosis, a Major Cause of Disease. It is possible to have a balanced pH and still be sick, but this is very rare. If this, if this occurs, it could be due to emotional disturbances as there is underlying emotional component to illness. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I haven't even read this yet. Um, and it's talking about what we just talked about. That's crazy. Um, anyway, so again, uh, underlying emotional component to illness, anger, bitterness, resentment, Hatred, depression, prolonged stress, and unforgiveness, which is all toxic emotions, are all potentially damaging to health if not dealt with. In early stages of acidosis, the warning symptoms are mild. They can include lethargy, skin eruptions, headaches, allergies, colds, flu, sinus problems. These symptoms are frequently treated or more accurately manipulated away with antibiotic drugs and suppressive methods. With continuous suppression of the warning signals of an acidic toxic environment, the disease is driven deeper into the chronic state and more serious symptoms will arise over time. Ultimately, acid overload is the one factor implicated in all the major chronic diseases that people suffer and die from today. Let's look at how. Cancer breeds in an acidic environment. Diabetes happens when accumulated acidic waste coat the receptor sites of the insulin-producing beta cells, preventing insulin from being synthesized or utilized. Kidney disease results from the bloodstream's filter becoming overtaxed and in inefficient as it struggles to deal with the acid overload. This leads to kidney stones, nephritis, uremic poisoning, and bladder disease. Allergies can often be mitigated by balance in pH, as when the body is already overburdened and dealing with acid waste, it is more likely to have strong reactions to allergens. There is a mounting evidence that many of these allergies are caused by vaccinations, and many of them only started to appear in force as of 18, 1989 when the number of shots on the CDC vaccine schedule increased dramatically. Obesity occurs when the diet is too acidic because fatty acids are stored up as excessive weight. According to Robert O. Young in the pH Miracle 2009, the body creates fat cells in a defensive maneuver to take acids away from your vital organs to try to protect and to try and protect them. If you become more alkaline, your body won't need the fat anymore. Heart attack and stroke are also caused by excessive fatty acids which form arterial plaques which restrict flow to the heart or brain. Gastrointestinal disorders are linked to excess acidity. Most stomach disorders, indigestion, nausea, bloating, gastric reflux, and ulcers are symptoms caused by pH imbalance and excess acidity in the gastric region. The neutralizing of acid through ingestion of alkaline water, pancreatic acids, plant-based enzymes, alkaline green foods, alkaline minerals will help to alleviate the acid-related intestinal disorders, including ulcers without taking destructive band-aid agents like anti-acids and ibuprofen. The more severe Intestinal diseases like colitis, irritable bowel syndrome, enter, enteritis, and Crohn's disease were all relatively rare before the use of antibiotics became widespread. In addition to that, studies conducted by Dr. Mawson in 2017 and Dr. Lyons-Weiler and Dr. Thomas 2020 showed that these were far more pre pre prevalent in vaccinated than unvaccinated populations. These conditions are hard to reverse, but they can be treated with a few months of persistent juicing and not overburdening, overburdening the system. Most people will have to eliminate dairy, fried foods, wheat, and possibly all other gluten-containing products altogether as these tend to exasperate symptoms.
Arthritis, inflammation of the joint, can often be relieved by change in pH as they often result from acid accumulations in the joints which damage cartilage and coats the cells that produce the lubricant and synovial fluids and bristle fluids which causes a dryness which irritates and of course the swells the joint swells in the joint cataracts loss of vision glaucoma macular degeneration can all be caused by acid accumulation we generally do not attribute changes in our vision to acid conditions, but as we accumulate phosphates and urates in our cells, the cells lose more oxygen. This causes unburned sugar in the cell to bond to protein molecules, with the end result being cells and tissues that are stiff, hard, and inflexible. Calcium deposits that collect on the optic nerve or the gangliform cataracts result in loss of vision, glaucoma, and macular degeneration. We believe all these are symptoms of the same disease pathway. Gout is an arthritic disease resulting from an excess of uric acid crystals in the blood. It is also linked to excess acidity. It usually results, it usually results from inadequate digestion of red meat, seafood, alcohol, and poultry. The uric acid salts tend to deposit in the surrounding tissues of the feet, hands, and toes. This causes swelling and severe pain, especially in the big toe, due to the broken glass-like structure of the uric acid crystals. Unfortunately, the joints have limited blood circulation to carry out the acid waste since they are at an extreme extremity at the extremity of the body far away from the beating heart. Mainstream doctors will prescribe sufferers deadly painkillers and anti-inflammatories, which are both acidic and even more irritating to the joints. And while they may tell patients to change their diet to reverse the gout without the missing link of understanding the role of acidity, even if the patient takes the advice of their recovery, will be a long time coming. Fresh cherry juice, not from concentrate, an alkaline diet and increased circulation will help relieve gout symptoms by removing the uric acid. Morning sickness is even exasperated or caused by acid pH. When a woman gets pregnant, the fetus takes priority, drawing all the necessary alkaline minerals. Babies are born with the highest alkalinity. This means that while the mother is sleeping, she loses alkaline minerals, creating blood acidity. This phenomenon is called morning sickness. By eating an alkaline diet and drinking alkaline beverages, morning sickness will disappear. It's worth noting that a lot of pregnant women all of a sudden get cravings for food that are very unhealthy and they think, oh, the baby must want a pizza. This is very unlikely as unborn babies do not benefit from the anti-nutrients found in unhealthy foods. What is more likely is that the body is in desperate attempt to detox quickly for the benefit of the unborn child, and when the toxins from past consumption of wheat and cheese hit the bloodstream, it creates a memory of those foods which creates a craving for them. An alkalized diet can mitigate symptoms of morning sickness. In light of the above, it becomes apparent that the major underlying factor in all disease labels is the accumulation of acid residues in tissues and cells. If left unchecked, these acidic waste will interpret will, it, hold on. If left unchecked, these acidic waste will interpret all life-sustaining cellular activities and functions. Anything from the beating of your heart to the neural firing of your brain. Overacidification interferes with life itself, leading to all sickness and the one disease, cellular malfunction. Acidic pH coupled with a lack of circulation from a sedentary lifestyle results in stagnant extracellular waste triggering premature death to the cell. Once the cell membranes become coated and solidified by acidic poisons, the cells begin to spill out CO2 and lactic acid waste, adding to an already acidic overload, severely dropping pH levels even further. The result, 
an irresistible food source where cell-destroying scavengers such as bacteria, viruses, and parasites love to live and breed. Acid produces mucus. Mucus produces inflammation. Inflammation produces infection. Infection produces scavengers. Scavengers produce acidic waste. Acidic waste produce diseases. Disease produce death. Diseases, diseases produced death. <laughs> anyway, so that's a powerful one that I just uh, discovered right now. I haven't even read that one yet, but that was pretty divine the way that it started off with the whole emotional toxicities, which is what it's all about. So we do have to, for sure, um, we have to deal with any type of emotional um, trauma we've ever been exposed to because that, as I mentioned before, uh, could be responsible for um, for sickness. So we have to deal with anything we've been dealt and let it go, let it go, and realize it's all for, you know, for our good. It's all for our good and to make us who we are today for our creator as far as I'm concerned because it's all about him. And uh, anybody that knows this show knows that I, you know, it's, I, I don't take any glory. People try to call me Dr. Renee all the time. And I'm like, please do not call me Dr. Renee. I am number one, a mommy. And number two, I'm the wife of the late Gary Tunsky, who was absolutely brilliant at a cellular level. And again, the only reason he's not here is because in his 20s, he moved from Minnesota to L.A., and became as the trophy hunter, I was told by his best friend. Um, for 15 years, 10 to 15 years, Mark told me he did steroids before he even accepted our Savior. He was an atheist until he was 37, and I didn't meet him till he was 47, so I really didn't care about his previous life. And he really didn't, we didn't talk about it. I used to be a certified, you know, trainer, personal trainer, American Council on Exercise. I worked at the gym. I loved helping people get into shape. Um, and I knew how they stare at their biceps all day. So I was not even interested in his bodybuilding life at all, you know, because I knew how arrogant they were. They were. And uh, anyway, so my point is, is... Um, you know, he cut his life prematurely because of the time that he did on the steroids. But he did the brilliance that father gave him once he accepted him, uh, kept him alive 20 extra years because Mark did tell me some things I wasn't aware of of long-term steroid abuse. One of them is that it enlarges all the organs. I didn't know that. And that kind of is really when the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's why he almost died four years before that from a septic condition. So he definitely started, you know, going downhill from the abuse um, the last five years of his life. Um, but anyway, he also told me that all the other bodybuilders Gary worked with back in the 80s, they all died in their 40s. And he lasted to a week after his 59th birthday. So that, that says a lot. He lasted 20 extra years because of all the wisdom the Holy Spirit gave him once he accepted him. So all praise and glory to the King of all kings, the creator of the universe. And uh, thank you for listening and share this with everybody you know. Hopefully it's going to be in written form soon. And um, I just appreciate all of our listeners and supporters. And again, I apologize. I've been away for a while, but so be it. I'm back. Hallelujah. And I thank Dr. True for taking over and handling everything. And of course, um, I'm going to do the closing now. Love you all. You're listening to Vaccine Information Coalition. Our shows can be accessed later on whatinthecell.podbean.com. Or you can go to the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. Right underneath him, actually, now it is um, the link for our show. Um, right underneath the little boy flexing his muscles at the top of the front page. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And yeah, bless. <laughs>